Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Good afternoon and welcome to RCR Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dosbert, and I always say this, and it's true. I'm always excited to be here today. Um, pardon my voice, because I was out last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was out and I was going, woo, last night. So please, yeah, I had a good time. I had to get right. I had to um, have fun last night because this topic today is pretty heavy. Yes. Um, it's a heavy one, and even though we are beautiful and we're smart, and we're dressed up and we're nice the conversation today is going to get dark at times it's going to be heavy so I was like let me get my life last night in order to prepare for what we're going to do today yeah I got to get the good energy because I I may have I may shed a tear or two because um, the the sharing of the information is going to be heavy but anyway uh, for the new people that are listening and watching hi um Real Chicks Rock is all about empowerment of women. Uh, We do it through various different ways, through our uh, community service, through our apparel, through the arts, and through public speaking and mentoring. Um, I know this lady, um, and so I'm going to try not to be so biased in my conversation with her today. And and the very first time that I met her, I fell in love with her um, because of her spirit and everything that she is about. So today's conversation is a world into domestic violence. Ooh, that's heavy just by itself. Um, Every time I say that word, I discovered that more people have been subjected to some form of domestic violence. The thing about it is they don't even realize that they are. They don't even put it in the mindset that this is a a violent or volatile situation. They just maybe just deal with it however they see fit. And so I think it's just very... um, it's, it's good to have these conversations um, that people can understand and identify what it looks like, what it feels like, and what are their rights and, and the tools to get out of that. So my guest today is Monica Thornton, founder and president and, and, and just everything for Powerful Beginnings. Hi, Monica. Hello, hello. Michelle. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I mean, we're smiling and stuff, but because um, I know your powerful story, and I think that the, the, what you named your organization, your foundation, is is right on point. Um, but I don't want to hog what I know. I want to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about who you are. Tell tell the people a little bit about who you are today. Well, my name is Monica Thornton. Mm-hmm. I am the founder and CEO of Powerful Beginnings Incorporated of Columbus, Georgia. Now we're expanding into Atlanta, Yay. which is amazing. Yay. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> but um, we are a nonprofit organization, 501c3, mm-hmm. that is basically a force or a program that helps women with the transitional services that are needed during the time of their journey when they have left a domestic violence okay. in a relationship, right. whether in emotional or whatnot. Okay. Whatever phase they are in, once they made a decision to leave, we help with those transitional services. Um, the transitional services are services that allow them to rebuild right. and stand on their own two feet independently from their aggressor mm-hmm. or independently from the life that has made them you know, reach that point. Right. Okay. So we assist with things that will help them get jobs, such mm. as resume, mm-hmm. interviewing skills. Mm-hmm. Those are necessities that you need nowadays. Mm-hmm. And for them to basically heal and yeah. rehabilitate themselves, these things are needed to help in their journey to become better. Right. Um, with the jobs, we help with etiquette classes. We help with donations for interviews, clothing. Mm-hmm. We know that takes money. We know that takes time to mm-hmm. go out and look for those. We try to alleviate that part of the process yeah. for you. Yeah. So we help. We have someone. We have volunteers. We have people who want to assist our organization. So if they need interviewing clothes and they need to look for that interview, mm-hmm. we'll help with that as well. Awesome. You, you also do housing, too? We help with, well, right at the moment, we help with referrals okay. to getting housing. Most um, victims or sh- survivors come from a shelter. Mm-hmm. So once they did their stint or their time, 90 days or what have you, at a shelter, they need to get out of the shelter because right. we don't want them to become dependent on that. Okay. Now it's time to rebuild. Now it's time to become a better person. So we help with referrals to different um, income-based housing. Mm-hmm. We work um, with community partnerships yes. with them to either get them on the list or get them to the top of the list mm-hmm. um, of the 
um, program so they can get housing as fast as we need them to get on it because we can't allow them to continue to stay in the same situation. Gotcha. It's a growth. It's a process. Gotcha. Okay. One last question about Powerful Beginnings, and we're going to come back to it some more. How long has it been in existence? Over two and a half years now. Okay. And you've been doing a lot of great things. We're going to talk about that. Thank you. Share with us, if you can, and what you will. You are a survivor. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your story. Um, a little bit about my story. Um, it goes back to about 2006. Mm-hmm. I actually lived here in Atlanta. That's at that right. Time. Yes, right. Um, and at the time, um, I was new to the area, and I wanted to, you know, kind of get out and meet people mm-hmm. or network or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I met um, a gentleman here, yes. and we started dating. Um, at the time we started dating, it was, you know, all relationships start, start out awesome nice and And beautiful yes exactly yes cute yes so about a year and that was about a year you know growth and happiness and you know everything i thought was great right um after that about the second year things became violent and i'm not sure if it was because of drugs or just because of um issues in the past but anywho um it became abusive first it was physical off the bat and then it became physical and emotional okay and verbal okay so that was um just some things that I went through that. I stayed in for about four years. Wow. So four years was me making myself think it was me or either making myself believe that, you know, somebody could be fixed. Right. Um, and that's a lot of the problem because once it's even, the physical things were okay. Yeah. That heals. Okay. But um, along the lines, the mental and emotional. Okay. Give me, give me an excerpt of what emotional would be. Like what kind of an example? What kind of game or what would he say? Or okay. So for me... When you are with someone, mm-hmm. you confide in them your insecurities. I got you. So you confide in them your insecurities. You want them to not use them against you. I got you. So um, the mental and emotional okay. portion of it was that. Using okay. my insecurities against me. I, at the time, was very conscious of my skin complexion okay. and who I was and my size. Okay. So it was, oh, you know, you're ugly or, mm. you know, you, your skin too dark or, you know, mm. you got these scars on your skin i got you so that was a ploy for me to believe that nobody else would, would want you would want me hmm. okay so that um was the biggest portion of it gotcha making sure that i knew you know i'm, I'm not saying that that was something he believed mm-hmm. but just saying that you know it was your significant other knows how to touch yeah. those buttons. get those buttons exactly okay Exactly. Okay. So it became that, and those scars, look, you know, last longer than the mm. physical because now you have to combat confidence issues. You have to combat um, now believing that you're ugly or trying to work against right. believing that. Right. And that's the biggest portion of it, making sure that you understand that you are not what they say you are. Right. Right. Even if they don't believe it and they know that what's hindering you, mm. but you have to make sure that you work past that. Okay. Yeah. And the thing about. Um, for you, again, because I feel like I know you a little. Yeah. Um, you, your family was with you. I mean, you came from a very loving family. Yeah. So it's not like you had some issues prior to, you know what I mean? You were okay. Correct. You were Correct. good. You yeah. know, loving family in Columbus, Georgia, everybody mm-hmm. loving on each other. Your sister, hi, sis. Everybody's mm-hmm. loving each yeah. other. And so, again, it was an opportunity to be in this relationship. It looked really great, mm-hmm. and it felt really great in the beginning, and then it turned. Correct. All right? So we're in this for about four years. The about abuse is years. about four years. Correct. Okay. Do we have children? No children. Okay. All right. So you're going through this. And then what happened? What was your turning point? Um, my turning point was an incident that happened where I was hung over a balcony. Okay. By one leg. All right. I want you to say that again. So I, I know you said it before. Say it real slow. So the breaking point for you was when your partner, the guy that you loved, and he claimed to love you, mm-hmm. had you, was it by your ankles? By my ankles. Holding over a balcony. A balcony mm-hmm. on an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Wanting and and what is he is he saying something like you gonna listen to me or what? And, and be very honest with you, I don't remember. A lot I hear that. Okay, because you know you don't want to continue to rehash. But at the time, understand all I, all I really could think about was Lord forgive me for my sins. Yeah, I'm coming to see. You. I know that's right. Okay, yes. so all right. I really wasn't caring what was said. Okay, so we're out. Mm-hmm. So we get out of that. However, we get out of that situation, we're out. So what happens? Do you stay in Atlanta or where do you, what do you do? Well, at the time, I had moved to Columbus, and he had moved as well. Okay. Because that was the continuance of the relationship. Okay. So 
at that time I moved. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it was just time to let go. All right. So you let go. So you're back home with your family, getting the support that you need. You're you're getting your life back together, Mm -hmm. right? What happened or what sparked in your mind to say, you know what? Um, I need to try to help somebody else in this regard. How did Powerful Beginnings get its flight? Well, once I started, uh, well, moved back in with my grandmother and yeah. had to start rebuilding rebuilding from basically ground zero, I had realized that I had pushed everybody away. Okay. So it was really just me. Mm-hmm. And it was me having to now show them that I was done. Mm-hmm. And that's the process within itself. Okay. So, um I started basically um, working with, I started networking, sorry, right, right. going to different networking events, just wanting to meet women in the city again and okay. just kind of put myself out there for whatever I felt I needed at the time because at the time I was now trying to find Monica right. and trying to see who I wanted to be and see what I wanted to do to make myself feel confident again. Right. So, anyway, I went to a networking event in Columbus um, and at the time I asked one of the young ladies, I said, hey, I need a mentor. Um, I just want to be able to help women with that's been through domestic violence. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how I was going to help them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, for them. Mm-hmm. But I just knew I wanted to help them. And mm-hmm. I said, um, she said, yeah, I can, you know, help you. Um, you know, like we can talk about it and kind of go with with it. So powerful beginnings um, was an idea at that point. Okay. And from there, I just started net researching nonprofits and mm-hmm. what I needed to do to do the, you know, the legwork mm-hmm. to get it started. Yeah. Um, and from there, I started doing that. I didn't have a name because I just didn't not want to just put a name out there that didn't wasn't bold wasn't going to make a you know a statement and also right. that the our mission and vision could be conveyed through. right right so i decided to um kind of take a trip i want to see my dad okay and from there i was in his kitchen i remember exactly i was asking god i said lord i want to do more with this but what do you have what's the name like we don't have a name we mm-hmm. don't have a we don't know what we're going to do so i started um researching words that were dynamic okay i I was put in dynamic and it was powerful Mm -hmm. okay powerful and i was just from there powerful beginnings Beginnings. Mm -hmm. okay yeah because when you are made a decision to or have made a decision to leave a domestic violence situation or relationship an abusive relationship you are starting from most of the time Mm -hmm. ground zero Mm -hmm. Um, i met women who have had a whole business a whole entrepreneurship a whole right. store whatever the case may be and had to leave it yes to stay safe to yes. stay alive yes so it's big it's big it's huge mm-hmm. give me some stats how many times will a person have to leave or say they're going to leave before they actually do it is it a number of times you know what i was told and actually a few months ago i mm-hmm. did some research just looking at different stats just to kind of keep abreast right of what's going on but it was three out of five mm-hmm. and three out of five women always leave because they feel as if they can change that person okay because most of the time you've been with that person for years before it happens before the first sign of abuse um shows itself. right so usually it's three out of five and also how many times that that goes without saying. Okay. Because each person is different. Is different. But, but it does take a while. Is it an average of like maybe six or seven times that they may go and come back, go and come back, or or no, not really. Not really. It could be ten. It could be it ten. Yeah, it, it just depends, depends on, on the situation. situation. Incredible. And that also depends on their financial st- right. um, situation. Right. And, you know, if they have a support system. Mm-hmm. If the support system is not there once you made you your mental changes right because you don't feel like you have that nobody to count on for so many years we typically think that um domestic violence is just for women i know you're a huge advocate to promote the message of women and men Mm -hmm. right you give opportunities for both have you been able to work with men have men come to you or just talk to you or anything like that or still um i've actually haven't had any clients that are men that have the physical portion. Gotcha. But the emotional and mental is a big portion for males. Mm-hmm. Um, because us women, we we just can't be the man as far as <laughs> it's the physical is concerned. Now, there is their bodybuilder is different. <laughs> can't beat them. No, can't beat can't them. Beat but them. our words hurt. We try. Yes, our words hurt just as much as our hands. Right. And for women, we fight with our mouths. All the time. All the time. So for women, you know, and 
from men, that aspect is you're belittling me. You're right. making me feel less than a man. Right. And if a man feels less than a man, then, you know, that that's huge for them. Yes. That's an ego thing for them. Yes, 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 So yes. our biggest thing is that we lead with our minds, mouths and when we're supposed to be supportive and use it for uplifting. And we're always empowering other women. You can't, you know, degrade your man. Right. And the emotional portion is there huge for them. Right, so, right. Because we've assisted men that have had the emotional portion. Also, um, we, we like to incorporate a man here or there to kind of speak to that. Mm-hmm. Because... They go through it too. Yeah, and they it's do. Something that is just not addressed in different, mm-hmm. you know, cultures. Yeah, typically most guys don't even know that they're going through it. Some exactly. of them, they don't. Exactly. They just feel like, oh, my woman is crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. she's expressing herself. Correct. You know, she hits on me, whatever, whatever. I just, I ignore it, that exactly. kind of thing. But then, it does get a little bit more physical. It gets a little bit more intense. Sometimes when there's children involved, it gets even worse. Yes. Um, children are tend to be used as a pawn. In, in that regard, especially mm-hmm. when then when you're going through divorce and all of that other kind of stuff, right. it gets really sticky and ugly. I know Powerful Beginnings is is not just about women and men. I know you have a heart for talking to teens yes. as well, right? So tell me a little bit about that, the work that you're doing with them. We um, partner in the month of January and February because mm-hmm. February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month okay. nationally. All right. So we try to bring awareness as much as possible to different teenagers um, because um, statistically, teenage teen dating violence starts mm. at the age of fourteen, mm. and actually fourteen through sixteen. Okay, and that's when they are showing signs of what they've experienced in the household right. or what they're seeing around them at all times. Okay, so our, the work we do with teens is we bring awareness during February. Mm-hmm. We do our um, school tour yeah. where we go to different schools in the community and um, if the teachers or principal allow we give different um, giveaways and we just bring awareness to teen dating violence. Mm-hmm. We give role plays. We do sh- we do um, a, you know a presentation of different ways to combat it and the signs right. because what teenagers don't understand is the signs mm-hmm. and that's big because we have to that's where the awareness piece comes in just as long as they know the signs yeah they can look out and then go the other way okay or they can you know let somebody know what they're going through to make it better before it gets worse mm-hmm. um so we bring awareness through um just knowing the signs okay and if they know the signs and they and actually we do presentations that are kind to relevant to what they're going through mm-hmm. so we do let's say for example you have a your girlfriend has a boyfriend, a male friend, right. or your boyfriend has a, um, a you know female friend. Mm-hmm. We give those type of re, you know realistic thoughts, and right. we see what they're saying. Most of them now are like, no, they can't have right. someone of the opposite sex. sex. That's my friend, but why not? Mm-hmm. You're not married to this person, and mm-hmm. you don't own this person. Right. So we have to, that's a sign of control, control. or abuse. Okay. So okay. we bring, and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that helps with bringing that awareness piece, and then they take that on to their friends. Give me another sign for the teens, because there might be some teenagers that are listening, definitely some parents that are listening. So outside of that, you can't have that type of friend because they're male or female. What's another sign that you would empower the teens with to Let's look say up for? you're in a relationship and they want you to skip school or they want you to bring them something or take their mom's car or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Um, and then if you don't or you say no because you know this, you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. if you do that, they provide you with a guilt trip. Okay. Oh, I thought you loved me. Okay. Oh, I thought, you know, we were better than that. I would do it for you, but, you know, but you're not doing it for me. Right. So those are signs of control. Okay. Those are signs of emotional abuse mm-hmm. because you're emotionally picking on what I know I can't be, I do, and it's actually bad for me. Right. In order for me to do something worse for you. Mm-hmm. So we bring, you know, we do role plays for those type of signs too because that's a big thing now. Teenagers want to feel accepted. Yes, they so do. So if they want the acceptance piece, that acceptance piece come from their significant other at the time because it could be somebody next different next week. Right. And then they get the chance to feel like, okay, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. So the acceptance goes away. So they try to feel that by doing whatever it is. So let me ask you this, Monica. So because um, times are different. They're always changing, right? A lot of information in front of our kids today, right? right. Social media is like, bow right in their face. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are dating, like kids. They're dating. Yeah. They're even intimate. Like they're even, they're sexually active. Mm-hmm. So now we've crossed some lines. So now, um, I know, just kind of help me peel this onion back a little bit. So now, I'm a teenager. Um, I'm seeing this guy. Um, We're sexually active. And then he hits me. Now, it's starting to get abuse. How do I identify this abuse and or how do I get out of that? I'm a teenager. I'm like 16. Now, when teenagers 
are in school, they have a yeah. large council, um, like a counselor. They have counselors for each grade. Okay. The first step is definitely going to a counselor, mm-hmm. letting someone know, even if it's a parent, because what it is, most teenagers don't know. Right. So they have to, once they know, first address it with somebody so they can get that support. Mm-hmm. Teenagers' minds go everywhere. Right. And they're all over the place with the different emotions that they're going through already. Oh, mm-hmm. So staying focused with someone who can help you mentally, like a counselor, or a, um, just being able to tell your teacher is one thing. They first have to address the issue. Right. That's the most important Point thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they can get help. Yes. They can get help. They just have to speak up. So basically, you can't be silent about it. At all. And friends can't be silent. Hmm. And I say that because most friends are like, oh, I don't want her to get in trouble. I don't want him to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Your friends can't be silent either. I know that's right. Because if I'm letting you slide, I'm condoning it. Right. So it's like very, very simple for them. Okay. And they have to know to let that go. Right. So you're taking this message to schools or yep. different conferences and things like that? Yep. We <laughs> do um, a capstone event at the end of the month. And we throughout the month, we go to different schools as they allow us to come okay. in and talk. So we go in, we do the presentation, we do role plays with them. We allow them to get up and speak. And it's amazing mm. because we get teenagers who tell their story of mm-hmm. abuse in front mm-hmm. of their class when they would never have talked about it wow. at the time. We brought a young lady to t- well she was brought to tears right because she's seen it at the house mm-hmm. and have never said anything else to anybody about it wow so when you're speaking about it and they're hearing these trigger words it's impacting things that they've went through mm-hmm. and they cry yeah or they release or they tell their story because they've been keeping it in for so long mm-hmm. so this is like a whirlwind and yeah we get teachers who call us now thank god yearly oh can you come back yeah. and we would love to have you during the month of february to yeah. bring awareness. and it's awesome for us because it allows us to build more platform and bring awareness because now teens are telling other teens that's right and they're they like it and um during the middle of the month it's a national day called wear orange for love day okay um and nationally on um i think love is respect.org mm-hmm. they um tell you that you wear um and it's different the day is different every year but you wear orange to show your support for love and to help end teen, de- teen dating domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So it's an awesome, awesome month. And we just go out and do whatever we can. Is your goal for the youth at least, because I've seen some of the training that you've done online and they are very excited about it. Yes. Very energetic. They're all in, which is commendable on your part because with there's so many distractions it seems like they're not even paying attention to that they're law they're all into the conversation and energy that's going on into the room um are you guys looking towards possibly mentoring like getting some people that really want to do similar to what you've done Mm -hmm. but on a teenagery level to turn around and help other people so are you raising mentors in the in the youth program we haven't initially set aside specific mentors for the program Mm -hmm. during that month we kind of just go back and forth with different teams who want to know more and that reach out to us after the different school tours okay we do have those where we you know give them more information and just follow up with them about what they need you know in in, any even if they just want to talk okay because now they feel like okay well they know about it so we can confide in them and they might be able to help us and so the ones that do reach out to us after the um, school conferences we keep in contact with and we help um through giving them education okay. for more awareness pieces okay sounds good it sounds good we're going to take a break and then when we come back we're going to talk more about domestic violence all right all right stay tuned we'll be back Stay connected at UrbanMusicReport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at UrbanMusicReport.com. Stay connected. We are back. This is part two of RCR Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dosberg. My guest is Monica Thornton. We're talking about the world of domestic violence. And so we talked about how Powerful Beginnings got its start. How you're a survivor. Congratulations on you being a survivor. Um, I learned a lot of things through you, just being connected with you. Um, Again, we hear terms, but we really don't know what that means. We don't know um, the meaning that it has. Um, And sharing testimony, being a survivor, trying to heal and move forward. There are a lot of cliche things that we say, but we don't know how much effort it takes for people to reset and restart their life. And so it's very important. I'm glad that you're here, that you're able to kind of enlighten the masses. We left 
talking about how we empower the teens, I kind of want to go back to really women overall, and men are included. Mm-hmm. Men are more than welcome to be a part of, the, of this, what you're offering. So I want to talk about the empowerment piece, right? Because I think we use the word empowerment a lot, and, and I don't know if people really have an essence of what that means. And I want to kind of go in like one more layer behind Powerful Beginnings and talk about some of the empowerment tools that you provide for the women that come to you. I know in most cases, right, um, different, and th- this is things that I've learned in just understanding and being connected with you and being a supporter of Powerful Beginnings. Um, when when it's time to go, when a, when a woman goes, she goes, right? Mm-hmm. She leaves everything. Yes. So then it's an opportunity to start all over again. And, and unfortunately, we may not know where to start. So having Powerful Beginnings is great because it's an outlet or an avenue that gives us the tools that we need. So as as a woman, I've left maybe my husband or my spouse. He was the beneficiary. He's bringing in the money. I, you know, I don't know. I, maybe I don't have a skill. I don't know what to do. So you help us. You help craft resumes or help us to speak on interviews. Tell us how far you, you go with that. Yes, initially we set up the resume piece because the resume is what's going to help you build that timeline that you can speak to right. on the interview. Okay. When you're building a resume, we have to first, you know, get your objective and we go through the just basically how can we help you assist with getting the job that you need mm-hmm. so that you can feel comfortable and you can feel independent again. Right. So the resume is that first piece. Just make sure that we help build that. And then we go with also the interviewing skills. Okay. We've set up interviewing skills for in just different smaller classrooms. Right. Um, actually, last year we did that. That was amazing. Mm. We were able to just sit them down and give you the tools that you need for the interview. Okay. How to speak, what to speak to, how mm. to not talk so much where it's overpowering the wow. conversation. Okay. How to also just be able to, you know, stand and listen mm-hmm. and also give great feedback and criticism. Nice. So those small pieces help with the interview and also um, what they are passionate about. Okay. Because some have not worked. I met a right. young lady who had never had a job because wow. her husband was the sole care provider. Okay. So our biggest thing was finding out what made her happy, finding okay. out what was her biggest passion and she found out it was like making jewelry okay so actually she started going down to like the local markets or local um vending events Mm -hmm. and doing her jewelry nice and she actually um she sent me an email a few months ago (laughs) and she let me know that she um now goes weekly to the market and has been doing great there okay now about to open up her own store Mm -hmm. so that was like one of the praise reports or kind of testimonials that we have that's amazing and i love it because we can kind of speak to how we've helped and we see with our process how things have worked. And those are the things that keep us going. Now, do you offer, is it a, um, to this empowerment um, packaging or tools that you offer, is it like through a class or you kind of pair them up or you walk with them? How do they get access to that information? We try to do community events that kind of keep um, or focus on some of the services that we offer. Right. Um, We do a monthly call Mm -hmm. so that women can call in and kind of tell their story also just listen to other people tell their story mm-hmm. so they can get encouragement and this and empowerment piece as well mm-hmm. because most time people don't understand when you tell your story that's what helps the healing process yeah. um, and most women have never shared their story mm-hmm. before so when you never shared your story you can't start healing mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that we do with the confidence building with the empowerment piece with the awareness piece mm-hmm. and that's kind of wrapping up a lot of things up but yeah just different events throughout the year mm-hmm. that will allow us to stay you know focused on our mission and vision mm-hmm. and definitely how we want to impact the community in different ways what what is the one thing you typically hear um women's reasons for not sharing their testimony is it embarrassment or fear a lot of it does start with not wanting to be judged so okay the embarrassment piece yes okay um i was this woman i had this job right i was this person no one would have ever thought that I would have allowed this in my life for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to judge me. Right. That was me. That was, you know, you hold yourself to a certain regard. Okay. And you believe that, you know, this should have never happened to mm-hmm. you. So, of course, let's not talk about it. No, no, no. I'm not going through that. Right. No, no, no. I would never let somebody do this to me. <laughs> who, who am I? She so said never. Never. So, <laughs> when you do that, you're trying to suppress it okay trying to push it down so you won't believe that's what you're going through and you're still making excuses yes 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 whenever that happens um yeah it's embarrassing it is embarrassing Mm -hmm. at least but i like the judgment piece i had one lady the the event we did last year when 
um, we had it at Wild Pitch. Thank you, yeah. Wild Pitch, for letting us do it there. And when they saw the poster in the window, they said, that's you? You're doing that? I said, yeah. And she got transparent with me. And um, she said to me, uh, a lot of people would have never thought that I was in a domestic violence situation yeah. because I'm a police officer. Right. So she was like, I go, I get up. I had three small children. I go, I get up. I go to work. I do my beat. I do what I got to do. I come home. I take my, my, I take my pistol off and put it down and catch a right. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as I got in the door, it was some kind of beef. And he, she said, I got to a point that I was fighting him back. Yeah, yeah. They was going for it, you know, and, um, she said it was embarrassing. She would have to go to work the next day with the shades. You know, because how how is it that you're in this line of work and you're allowing this to happen? Yeah. So it it's she said it was the embarrassment piece and and not wanting people to judge mm-hmm. her and understanding. You know, it's it was just a very dark cycle. Um, and then she realized, you know, it's it's kind of like you get a sense of when things were going to happen. Yes. And so this one particular night, she just had a feeling something was going to happen. Um, and so she, her children were small, and she just came home and did business as usual. She came home, she washed all their clothes, um, dried them, ironed them, and put them in laundry baskets. And she said when he went to sleep, she, went, she left barefoot in pajamas with her three kids and left. Right. So it was, it's, it's when you say the word domestic violence mm-hmm. and people have a sense that they can trust you with their story. Mm-hmm. They tell you the story and they want to still remain anonymous and they sow a seed. They, I'm telling you, they grab something yes. and put it in your hand or it's some clothes or something because they always want to help somebody else. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Even if they're not fully out of the situation themselves, they have enough hope inside of them that somebody else won't go through what they're going through. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's, that, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. So she put some in my hand and I gave it to you in the process. But it's just every time I talk about it, somebody says, you know, I was. And I go, really? Yeah. And they go, yeah. And without judgment. And they explain their story. And, and then they say the closing sentences. And how can I help, help you? Yes. I love it. Don't you love that? Yeah. So how can I help you? So now that you're here in Atlanta, what does that mean for Powerful Beginnings? Are we going to partner more? We are partner more. <laughs> that is what we're doing. Every time we have a chance, yes. we're partnering more, and we're definitely building those community partnerships that yes. allow us. Miss um, Anana, yes, I want to shout out Nana Perry. Yes, <laughs> we love her. We love you, lady. yes, yes. She is an amazing, amazing lady. Yes, and she is. We still partner to this day. She, if she calls me, I am there. I heard as that as much as I can because she is an awesome lady. Yes, and she, she is. is all about self care, self care, self care. I'd never heard of self care <laughs> until I met this lady. And I can I do yeah 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 she just I just love it I love her passion about it and I love that she can self-care comes in so many different forms it does I'm shouting you out yes (laughs) sister care alliance yeah dot org yes yes we are fans all day and and my goal and we're trying to figure this out um the beauty of this is the beauty of thank you most high for real chicks rock is that it is an opportunity for women to support women. Right. And by me having this, I've been exposed to dynamic women like yourself that have nonprofits that are entrepreneurs that are risk takers that are building your brands and making a difference. Um, what I'd like to see for us in 2018 is that we form this conglomerate. Like we just bubble this thing up into a tiered type program that we, are able to put our resources together, still not lose identity with our individual brands, Mm -hmm. but at least once a year or whenever the opportunity presents itself, we can do something programmically as a program to help and touch. Cause I, my thing is, I think I touch one at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that uh, other organizations are able to 
gravitate to a bigger audience. Um, but I still believe in the one, if I touch one, I've touched a thousand, right? So I, I really want us to figure that out. That's a side note. We may have to bring you ladies back and we talk, we break bread and we talk about how we can do that, but it's just very good. So I'm excited that you're here in Atlanta. Um, you treat Columbus like it was around the corner. You treat, you treated Columbus, like you was living in Columbus and coming to Atlanta. Like it was like, I'm in uh, college park and I'm just going to Buckhead. Like you were just. Like here all, all the time. It was all for you. Yeah, is that what it was? Everybody get that treatment. Is that right? When you called me, I was on the way. You was like, oh, you live in Atlanta? No, I'm coming. <laughs> I was like, she's like here all the time. Yes, Michelle said we need to come. Is that what it is? I'm spoiled. You guys spoil me. Um, I love it. I love it. So um, the thing is, I want to, I want people to really understand how can they get is, it, is there a process that you vet people through before they work with you in, in Powerful Beginnings? Or, I mean, because I know it's a lot of, there's a lot of demand and there's only so much that you can do. So is there a process to screen or, or no? Every volunteer I've ever had, every person who's ever said they wanted to help us, we have a face-to-face interview. Okay. We meet I over coffee. I invite them out for coffee or I say, hey, you know, um, let's go sit down for a bite to eat. And we just talk. Mm-hmm. I listen. I talk. And I let them talk and I listen. And I have to feel that passion right. for them, for people, for women, before we can move forward. Okay. Um, I've only did maybe like one or two um, volunteer mm-hmm. or, um, sign-ups. Okay. Uh, but that's for me, that was informal. Mm-hmm. You come sit down and you sign some papers saying you do this and that and then you leave. And, I mean, I might hear from you again. I might not. Mm-hmm. But if you're... You want to help women like I want to help women, mm. and that's your passion. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk about women. Okay. We're going to talk about your story. We're going to okay. talk about, you know, how transparent are you willing to be with the people that we're going to take on that's going to be broken, that's mm-hmm. going to be hurt, that's mm-hmm. going to need you to hug them from time to time mm-hmm. and wrap your arms around and say that everything's going to be okay. You don't, you know, don't kill yourself. I mean, because you deal with diff- all those yeah. aspects. Yeah, yeah. So, Yes, there is a process. Okay. Monica. (laughs) Okay. The president, CEO, and founder. Um, Do they have to be a survivor in order to be a part of your team? No. Okay. Because everybody um, doesn't have to go through abuse to have seen abuse. Okay. And if maybe you experienced it in your home, maybe you've seen your mom go through it. Okay. You go through that by allowing them to tell their story. Okay. Because kids can be victims of domestic violence, too. They may not have been hit, but... They seen, seen it. Yeah, they, they witnessed seen it. it. Yeah. They witnessed it. So okay. you know, we don't deal with everybody who is just a survivor. We deal with people who've seen it, and they have to. They need that encouragement too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your team. How big is your team now? We are three people still. <laughs> <laughs> three and people we, doing the most. Yes. But doing everything. Yes, and people who love on us and help us. Yes. And we accept it. Accept it. Accept. It, 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 it is hard. I mean, um, because you do a lot and it, it is a certain type of genesequa, if you will, mm-hmm. to kind of deal with this because it's a lot of emotional. It's a lot of emotion. Yes. Um, yes. Dealing and, and wanting to be strong and solid to help another person that's coming to you. And you want to be able to get them the right tools that they need. Um, while you're here, now that you're here in Atlanta, are you finding um, Atlanta is just as controversial with domestic violence as it is in Columbus or is it about the same? It's about the same. Okay. Um, and that's just because people, some people are very, you know, passionate about it and want to bring awareness and help bring awareness. Right. And some people just like still, Hey, you know, sleep it up under the rug. Okay. Um, but there are some great organizations here Okay. who are awesome and they work together. Yes. They like, if you know them, Oh, let me introduce you to such and such. Mm-hmm. The same thing I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this is not even real. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's more great organizations and great women who have loved on Powerful Beginnings, such as just Yay, we do what we can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just after meeting, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's been awesome. And I, I love the, you know, empowerment piece there. Now, the one thing I noticed about, because I, I was um, – glad that I was able to participate in your domestic violence gala and we're going to talk about that one thing about powerful beginnings is it's very inclusive Mm -hmm. um even though we're women of color you and I um 
you guys embrace all women. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Okay. So you getting, you're getting supporters from women of color, non-color, ev- everything. Because, again, the bottom line is wanting to help someone else, right? right. And that's a, the that's a vibration you're getting in Columbus today. You are getting people that want to come and help you. And yeah. you also have help from legislation and things like that, right? Yes, we do. We have um, a few different partnerships with people, um, which is called the um, Skokie County um, School District and also yes. in the government center. Right. That um, they're on what is called the Domestic Violence Roundtable of Columbus, Georgia. Right. Which is a form of um, government in Columbus that allows, they help or, other organizations. Mm-hmm. So they help people, but they also help organizations and support them yes. for whatever they need, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm understanding that, you know, um, it's always good to have a cause, but if you can have some law mm-hmm. behind it, yes. that's going to be a great thing. Yes. So you reached out to me because you love me. Yes. Thank you. I love you, too. And you told me about this this breakfast, this brunch that I needed to attend yesterday in Columbus. And it was about uh, Marcy's Law in Georgia. I had no idea what that was. And so when I went, it was very informative. It was very diverse in the room. There was legislators in the room. It was a senator. It was people from different walks of life in there. So it was really good. The person that facilitated the conversation was really good as well. And just being very transparent. What I took away from that is that oftentimes, I mean, there's just so many layers to this to this thing called domestic violence. Right. Mm -hmm. There's identifying that you're being abused, understanding that you have a way or making a way to get out of that, then rebuilding your life. And while you're doing that, unfortunately, sometimes the the um, the offender, the person that was bothering you in the first place or beating you up or causing the violence hasn't let go. So even though you're moving on, they're still holding on. There might be some stalking. There may be showing up in some places that you didn't think they were going to show up, right. right? So now we have this Marcy's Law that at least puts in place, we're hoping to put in place, that it would notify survivors or mm-hmm. people, victims, that their accuser is out. Yes. Out on bond, out on bail, out of jail, whatever the case may be. Because a lot of the stories that were shared in the room yesterday was basically, I'm on my way. I'm trying. I'm still emotionally dealing with this. And I'm thinking, this person is locked up. They're not going to bother me. Yes. And I'm in my job. And they show up in my job. They show up. At, they show up. They show up. And I'm not emotionally strong to deal with Mm -hmm. that and then the abuse can sometimes happen again and then you go through the cycle again so it's unfortunately that yes we want to follow the process right we want to we want to have this person want to get a case have them arrested do all this go to court but sometimes we're so emotionally fragile Mm -hmm. we're just it's it's just a lot right physically and everything else that's been going on that we don't necessarily always have the strength to be able to go through that on our own so if we had the support through the courts Mm -hmm. right just the notification right um of letting us know that and giving us an opportunity to have a voice in that as well right is is what it is right what's your viewpoint on that um for women when they've been through the process of domestic violence yes. and now their accuser is behind bars and yes. they restarted their lives over mm-hmm. again. You cannot allow them to get off that course. Okay. Because as we know, it takes a lot just to rebuild from ground zero from leaving a, a domestic violence yes. relationship. Yes. So um, allow them to know. I think it gives them a little bit more power. It, gives, right. it puts the power back into the okay. survivor or the victim's hand mm-hmm. and allows them to make the decision whether or not they want to stay in, you know, or in their if they're strong enough to stay in that right. same city or either give them an option to leave right. or, you know, at least find safety and make sure they're safe. Cause now they have kids. Mm-hmm. Now they, you know, they have made a life for themselves. The yeah. kids are living normal lives. Right. Don't interrupt that. Right. So all of the court will have to do. And I, I completely agree with this, you know, the push passing on this law, Right. help the victim, put the power back into the victim's hand, mm-hmm. allow them to make the decision, you know, or just have the power to either, keep continue living the life and not have to worry or look over their shoulder left mm-hmm. or right anymore because mm-hmm. they don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. putting the power back in the victim's hand, I think that's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Do you think um, there's still power in marches? Do you think that we need to mobilize um, for this law or anything else under the domestic violence umbrella? Do you think that that's going to raise some form of awareness? I'm just I asking. Okay. I think it does because it um, allows women. Okay. It allows victims whether who they are to 
still believe in something. Okay. I'm not saying that it's, you know, horrible, but the justice system is not always the, you know, the mm-hmm. best in certain cities mm-hmm. for victims of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't protect them. Yeah. Um, it takes time to get restraining orders. Mm-hmm. It takes time to get TPOs, um, mm-hmm. you know, temporary but, protective orders. Okay. So when you've allowed the victim, you're helping them. You're helping with their healing yeah. process. You're helping with their journey. So why not continue the process? Passing this is not hurting anybody. It's helping. Yes. And it's helping bring more awareness and also show your support in the community and show the, you know, governments, you know, and legislators and senators, well, their support as well. Mm-hmm. So I think one people would want to know, um, because you're a survivor, where did you find your strength? Where do you find even daily? Where does your strength come from to keep going? I want to help other women. Okay. My biggest thing was once I made it, well, once I was okay and started my healing, I wanted to make sure that nobody else went through that. Right. I mean, I can't, I can't prevent it from the world, but right. whatever I can do to help that awareness piece, I want to help. Mm-hmm. And also, if they have and they made a decision to leave, how can we help you? Mm-hmm. I want to show that, you know, you can. I want to show women that you can rebuild. You can be independent again. And mm-hmm. it takes just you believing in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, even after you've been through the ringer mm-hmm. so to say mm-hmm. the response that you've gotten um in columbus has been overwhelming it's been great mm-hmm. um you were awarded a day like yes. don't you have a powerful beginnings day <laughs> when is that day it's october 29th <laughs> the mayor's uh, somebody from the mayor's office yes. comes and gives you a proclamation <laughs> Okay, like who gets that? Like only you. You got that. That's awesome because yes, of the amazing. work that you've done. Correct. And then you're feeding people. You you do everything down there in Columbus. We do. We try to um, just, like I said, stay in the community. Yes. Because I've heard of so many organizations that start. And, I mean, whether it's just, you know, funding or whatever, they have to end. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to lose that traction. We don't right. want to lose and just feel like the work we've done goes in vain. Mm-hmm. And there's times, like I was just telling um, my friend, I just told him, I was like, you know, I just feel like giving up sometimes. Yeah. And. Mm-mm. You can't. You can't. You cannot. He's like, uh-uh, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and from this day forward, you can't even speak it. No. Because you can't be double-minded about it. Exactly. You have to push through. You have to push through. Mm -hmm. Because it's that one that needs you. Yeah. It's a lot that needs you, but it's the one. So I know it gets gets frustrating because of work, right? Because it takes work. It's Mm -hmm. you have you, you have great ideas. You, Monique Thornton, have great ideas. And it's a matter of taking those ideas and formulating them and executing them in a plan that may kind of be like... I don't, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> so it, it gets a little bit overwhelming, but you can't stop now because you're doing legacy type work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. That's going to spread. Do you, you, do you want it to spread into Atlanta? Do you want to blend oh, with yeah. other organizations here? Cause we seem to, we're the metropolis, yes. right? In the South. And mm-hmm. so we have all of these things already in place. And so do you want to kind of marry with some of the other organizations here for domestic violence? I do. I want to build something and build a partnership with them so that when we have scenarios where maybe I can't do something, Mm -hmm. but they can't, I want them to be able to call me and I can call them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it takes a lot because sometimes we don't have all the tools. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't have it all. So I I would love to be able to call on another organization and say, hey, you guys, I got this issue. Can how can I help? Yes. You? Or how can you guys help me? Right. And vice versa. Right. And that's just I love that. Right. That my biggest thing is always being able to call on each other because we can't help every single woman. Yeah. Powerful beginners can't help every single right. woman. Right. So I need the support and the help of other other women to yeah, do it. So just a strong network, just yeah. a network of people of filled with resources that yes. can be shared. Correct. Across mm-hmm. uh, with it with everybody. I want to talk about this um, domestic violence gala. Yes. It's the second annual, second isn't it? Annual, yes. I was at the first one. It was yes. nice. It Thank was you. actually very beautiful and very well done. Thank you. Tell the people about it. Tell the people about it. Well, we are having our yearly Purple, purple Promise of Domestic Violence. Wait, wait. Somebody wants to call her? Uh, call her? Is, that, is somebody calling Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions? Who's on the line? Hello. Hi. You're on the line? Hey, You're on the how air. how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I just wanted to say, my name is Mika Nicole. I just wanted to call in and say I think you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. And I love the fact that you have that focus on domestic violence and helping other women. And I would love to collaborate um, with you as a source in Atlanta. Thank 
cute. Isn't that nice? My wo- my wonderful producer said, you have a, sh- a show here on Instinct Radio. What- what's the name of your show? The Mika Nicole Show. Oh, okay. Hey. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. Definitely, definitely. So please take my information down. I'm the Mika Nicole Show and everything, and I would love to collaborate. I'm also um, a victim of domestic violence for 10 years, so wow. I'm a survivor. Yes. So I've definitely, this is something that really touches my heart and hits home for me. Thank so you. please connect with me. It's the Mika Nicole Show on all social medias, okay? I will reach out to you, and you'll be hearing from me shortly. So, Mika, let me ask you a question. So congratulations on being yes. a survivor. Um, congratulations for that. Um, one quick thing. When does your show air? What day? And day My and time. Saturdays at 12 o'clock. So Saturdays from 12 to 2 awesome. every Saturday. Okay. Instinct Radio. Okay. Oh, I just wanted great. to give you that quick plug. So um, what is your driver to keep you um, staying in survivor mode? I can't. I can barely hear you. What was your question? I was saying, what is your driver that keeps you staying in survivor mode? What motivates you what to stay a survivor? What is your driver? What makes you or keeps you um, wanting to survive every day? I think um, one of the things, my mother raised me to be a very driven um, person. Mm -hmm. So I allow myself to allow my love for someone else to take that away from me. And so I feel like I'm trying to get back the time that I gave in 10 years, and I'm still fighting to get that back. And I'm trying to take ownership of my life and not allowing my situation to set my outcome so my drive every day is to every day i need to be closer to what my desire and dream is and that's the thing that's pushing me because i want to make sure that before i leave this world i'm I'm leaving a legacy that you can go through situations and you can persevere and become whatever it is you want to be regardless of what you went through and i understand it's the process so I'm going through the process right now. Oh, so that's my drive. I have something at the end, at end result that I want my story to be a legacy for another one. I know. That's right. Yeah, that's that's awesome stuff. You already got it. I'm going to borrow this from Sister Care Alliance, uh, Anana. She would tell you this. Um, every day when you get up, of course, you know, you want to give thanks and, and how you meditate and worship and that type of thing. But you want to identify what is your critical need for you for the day. Yes. So that's going to help you. It sounds like. Go ahead. I can barely hear. I'm trying to hear you. I'm not sure if you're in the mic. I'm trying to hear everything you're saying. I am. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Are you still there? Can you hear me now? I'm here. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Okay. So I was I was saying I'm going to borrow this from our sister Anana for um, Sister Care Alliance. One thing that she would say is you need to identify what's your critical need for yourself every day. And it sounds like you've identified that. So every day mm-hmm. that you get up, continue to identify what is your critical need. Stick to it. Make sure that comes first. And I think the healing will continue to come. Yes, definitely. You said, "What is the critical need?" <laughs> I'm so sorry. I that's okay. Hear. I don't want to be a disturbance. No, that's show. all right. We're I'm gonna so we're gonna connect afterwards. If you want, please, I'll text it. I'll, if you can please. text back um, during the show. I'm I'll type type in, but I'm so sorry I can barely hear you, and I don't want to mess up okay. anything you guys have going on. All right. Well, thanks Thank for calling. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, so now tell us about the gala. So a little bit about the gala. The Purple Promises Domestic Violence Gala, was um, this is the second year. Mm-hmm. We take it as a chance to c- celebrate, ce- celebrate survivors. Mm-hmm. I always think about it when people say, okay, so t- why, why are you doing it? Because we're celebrating their journey. We're celebrating right. what they went through. And also we're bringing awareness to the community. Okay. Anytime we can do that in the form of getting dressed up and getting glamorous, I love it. Glammed <laughs> up. So this is that, um, that um, event. Well, we bring out um, 10 women. Mm-hmm. Last year was 12. This year is 10. Okay. And we honor them with a night of celebration. Okay. We honor them by just allowing them to be awarded and celebrated um, through um, speaking on their time. We hear everybody's story. Mm-hmm. Each person sends in their story so that we can know what they're going through. Okay. And it doesn't necessarily have to be survivors. We celebrate and honor the victim's family member. Right. Okay. So if they lost their family member to domestic violence mm-hmm. we honor them whether it's their mom or their sister or their children mm-hmm. 
And we just say thank you. And we say thank you because after that, you have to be strong. They have to be strong too. Yes. So we just honor them. And it's just a night of, you know, celebration. It is. We have women. We have men. We have um, distinguished people in the community. We have Mm -hmm. people with larger organizations Mm -hmm. come out and just be able to show their support Mm -hmm. and bring awareness. And it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's like a sea of purple. Yeah. You come out and you get glammed. Yes. And you you just have a great time for the evening. It's awesome. It It was wonderful. Um, You do tend to fight back the tears, not because it's sad but because they're still with us right the survivors are here and they're strong Mm -hmm. in what they've come through and then again it's always that period that they just want to help somebody else and they'll tell you i don't have myself all the way together but i know i'm at a place that i have enough i've experienced enough that i can turn around and help at least somebody else not go through it and that's really it's really a beautiful thing because you're right everybody looks gorgeous Mm -hmm. it's a really a nice night it's entertaining the food is good the music is good and it's just a wonderful program i am honored this year why am i honored monica this year you are in this program this year This is my beautiful MC. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited yes. about it. I am. I'm, a, I'm very excited about it. I'm honored um, because I thought the last year was really great. And so to be able to host this night with you yeah, is going to be just a ceremony. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be really good. So tell the people where and when. Okay. So this year's Purple Promises Domestic Violence Gala is October the 14th, yes. 2017 mm-hmm. at the Columbus, Georgia Convention and Trade Center. Mm-hmm. It is on 801 Front Avenue, Columbus, Georgia. If you need more information, please feel free to give us a call at 706-763-9505. It's at 7 p.m. that evening. Mm. Would you be open to doing the gala twice in two cities? Uh-oh. By all means. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, by all means, no, no problems, no problems at all. I just, I got a great team and great supporters, so we sh- make yeah. it happen. I promise. We'll, we'll feel like we're pulling our hair out, but we'll do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about powerful beginnings and the world into domestic violence. We'll be back. Stay connected at UrbanMusicReport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at UrbanMusicReport.com. Stay connected. We are back. This is part three of RCR Presents Real Discussions. Um, thank you guys for the likes and the shares. I pro- I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better because I don't. Look, I have no technology on the desk today because I just wanted to talk to Monica. I'm going to do better and respond and think I do it right after the show. I do. I promise I do. But during the show, I just want to be like present. I just want to be like all in. And so I don't social media can be a distraction to me. So I apologize. I'm going to do better as a talk show personality. You need to walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. Right. (laughs) So I'm going to work on those skills. Thank you for being patient with me. Today's topic is in the world of domestic violence. I'm talking to the lovely and beautiful Monica Thornton, founder and CEO and president of Powerful Beginnings, based and raised in Columbus, Georgia. Now she's here in Atlanta looking to align and do some things here with the existing organizations and and companies that are in place in regards to domestic violence. Um, While we were in the green room state or taking the break, we were just talking as we do. And and one thing I want to publicly say is that you're phenomenal in the sense that you do so much and you make it look so easy um, not to um, expose personal information, but you do have a job um, and you have a family and you have other things that warrant your attention just as much as your love and your passion for helping survivors and helping those who are wanting to become survivors um, and make that transition. So you have a lot of things in the air that you do and you make it look, you do it seamlessly. And for that, I want to, Thank you. I want to congratulate you on how you do that. Um, One thing that you are very passionate about is relationships, positive relationships, positive reinforcements. Um, For you to be in existence for two and a half years, you've done a tremendous amount of work. You have a lot, a huge body of work already, um, and it's continuing to grow. I know you speak. People have asked you to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Facebook Live, because we get to see sometimes when you're out talking to women of all ages, all demographics, giving them the tools that they need. So I commend you on that. Do you feel a book inside of you to align with your speaking and that type of stuff? 
I get asked that question a lot, mm. uh, and because people, when they hear a story of survival, they want yes. to hear it. They want to hear it all, right? From you know the beginning to end. Yes, um, and I do. Um, but I do think I'm still in my journey. Okay. So while I'm still in my journey, I think I'm gathering the research needed to. Do okay. Okay. So we're 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 gonna speak it. Yeah. Okay. But we're still gathering research. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we don't want it when you transition out to the heavens. We want it now, because um, you know, your life is your journey, and it's gonna change. So maybe maybe you have a book that that times um, stamps a particular phase in your life or a particular yeah. road. Uh, street that you were on in your life and because now there's going to be other different things because there's empowerment books inside of you mm -hmm. there is um how to manage entrepreneurial you know to manage a, a non-profit a lot of us don't know how to do that you know um how do you start the process and that type of thing and how do you maintain it there's a whole whole nother world in there so you have a wealth of information that people want to get access to now don't be stingy on the wealth <laughs> You can't, when you check out of here, you got to be empty. Every yeah. gift that he gave, you got to get rid of it. Yeah. So, no, I know you're giving it out. I'm not saying you're not giving it, but you're going to, you just be prepared for acceleration that, you know, it's going to come out more because you're going to be placed in different settings that it's going to be expected that you, you're able to give information and you want to, yeah. you want to. So for that, I, I congratulate you on that. Thank can you share anything? What's next for Powerful Beginnings? We have the gala in October. Is there anything else that's going on that can be shared? I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Is there anything at all? Anything coming? Nothing at all? Just things in the works? We'll just, just leave it. We'll leave things it at that. in the works. She's so excited. I am. But it's, it's partnerships, it's sponsorships, it's people aligning with you, believing in powerful mm -hmm. beginnings, wanting to help and help that your organization go to the next level. Yes, it's coming. And it's, you will hear of it soon. It's coming. Isn't it? She can't stop smiling. <laughs> it's a good one. It's really good. It good. It's awesome. And I'm going to say this because I always say, you know, I, I, I want to be, I want to help. So whatever I can do. Yep. You will be one of the okay. first to know. Okay, I appreciate that. So I, I want to I want to know what we could do. How can people um, get in contact with you? Because I know people are listening. They may have someone that needs your help or needs some kind of help from powerful beginnings. So how can they best get in contact okay. with your organization? Our contact information is our um, number is seven zero six seven six three nine five. Zero five. Mm -hmm. That's to reach someone to get in touch with and let us know what you need as far as services are concerned. Mm -hmm. We are also by email, powerful underscore beginnings mm -hmm. at yahoo.com. Mm -hmm. um, and we are also on social media. Yes. Pretty much all of them. Yes. <laughs> um, powerful beginnings on Facebook, powerful underscore beginnings on IG. Mm -hmm. um, we're on um, Periscope as well as powerful beginnings. Mm -hmm. And okay. our website is www.powerfulbeginnings.org. Okay, great. One thing we didn't talk about, we did it early on in the conversation, but I want us to circle back again because that's, that's an actionable item they can take with them. Talk about the conference call that you have oh. every month. We have we host a monthly conference call. It's just the Purple Promises Domestic Violence Conference Call. Mm -hmm. And we have a different speaker monthly. It is something you will have to register for. It's not just something you can hop on because we like for it to be intimate. Okay. We like everybody to feel as if they can share and speak um, okay. and as transparent as possible. Okay. So it is monthly at the end on the last Sunday of every single month at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and all you do is either call us or text us or email us and let us know that you want the login mm -hmm. information. And we just allow women to speak, allow women to empower. Mm -hmm. We allow women to come out and share and heal. Mm -hmm. um, we had a speaker last month who her, she actually wanted to speak because she wanted to heal. Mm -hmm. And she needed to speak and tell others about it. And literally after the call, she's been raving about it. She wow. said, I want to speak more. I want to talk yes. more. I want to tell people yes. my story. So it was amazing transition and healing for her. Mm -hmm. um, but the call allows us to reach out to other women, reach women that we can't see face-to-face -face mm -hmm. and that don't want to be seen face-to-face. Right. Right. And allow them to have a listening ear mm -hmm. and allow them to be heard as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, who's your speaker this month? Mr. Tamiko. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mr. Tamiko <laughs> Lowry Pugh of the mm -hmm. Still Standing Foundation. Mm -hmm. Yes, I met uh, uh, Tamiko yesterday at the Murphy's Law Conversation uh, Conference in Columbus. She's a very um, powerful, dynamic person. She has one, a wonderful, she has an amazing testimony. Amazing. Yes, Her story is amazing. Um, the resilience that she has, and I'm going to just say that she's still standing and she's still here. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that you would want to uh, look into and just kind of see her story. She's here based in Atlanta. I am going to have her here on the show. Yes. 
Yeah, we're going to talk. And we're going to talk about legislation and laws and things that protect victims and, and her journey and everything that came along with it. Because I think, again, we are powerful, but I think we need the law to help um, give Always. us more power mm-hmm. um, and know and be within our rights. Because a lot of times we don't even know our rights. Correct. And what it seems, though, it seems like um, the people that are bothering us, that are causing us bo- harm, um, endangering our lives, have more rights than us as victims. Exactly. Right. And so we want to change the table and and turn that around a bit. Um, Today was really good in the sense that we were able to share. Again, I always appreciate your transparency. I learned every time I talk to you um, that there's healing in talking about it. Um, But there's limitations to how much we want to go back into our story. Right. So there's enough that we can share just to let people know I'm a survivor and that I'm I'm able to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Powerful Beginnings is an organization that is here to help everyone. Um, So if you need some help, you know, reach out to Monica, reach out to Powerful Beginnings. Um, is it at yahoo.com? At Could Yahoo. they email? Mm-hmm. So they can email you if they don't remember the phone numbers. Feel free to uh, play back this this uh, Facebook Live so you can get all the information and know. Just keep an eye on this one because um, she's doing some big things here. Um, and I'm really proud and happy for her Thank and you. what she's doing. Um, you guys stay in power. Don't live in fear is basically one of the messages that we want to yes. share with people. Um, get your self-care together, yes. right? Self-care is very important important we're just going to borrow that from our sister nana um self-care is very important understand and identify what is your critical need for the day and live to that and everything else will start to fall into place we take it one day at a time because again this didn't happen to us overnight Right. It Mm -hmm. takes a minute for us to get there. It's going to take us a minute to come out. But know that we have support systems and organizations and people here that are willing to help those that want to become on the survivors list, alive and well and fruitful and prosperous. Right. Right. So that's my time for those that want to get at me. You know who I am. Real Chicks Rock. I'm at realchicksrock.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on the gram. Yeah, there's a softer side of me on the gram. Yeah, (laughs) right. So go check me out. Um, Yeah, we're doing a lot of things. As Monica said, I will be uh, the mistress of ceremonies for the Domestic Violence Gala in October. We got other things that we're cooking on the stove that we can't tell you about either right now. So just be a uh, pay attention. If you're not on our email list, please go to our website and subscribe to us so that you can get everything that we're doing. We're blogging, we're talking, we're doing hot ice live entertainment show. Shout out to hot ice live. We're doing everything. So, Hey, that's what we're doing. So thanks for your time until next time. Continue to rock on. Bye. Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected.